0: Kia Welcome to the Arise Church podcast. For more details, you can find us at arisechurch.com. But right now we're going to hear from our senior leader, Ben Kendrew. We hope you enjoy today's message. I want to begin today. I want to begin this year with a declaration that I believe God's Word for our church up and down Aotearoa for this year is that He is bringing refreshing to Arise Church. He is going to refresh our church, amen. Is anyone happy about that? I'm happy about that, refreshing. We're gonna dive into where that is in the Word, what that means, what I really believe God is saying. is beautiful imagery that the team have put together. I hope you've been able to enjoy some time sitting on something cool and refreshing, some pool or beachside somewhere as our nation actually enjoys the summer this year. Praise God. <laughs> But more than just refreshing in our physical body, which I am believing and declaring is also going to happen for people in this room today, for people across our church, family, around the country, I believe He's bringing refreshing into the Spirit. So I wanna pray, I wanna share a few passages of Scripture and then we're gonna dive into it. Why don't you pray with me today, wherever you are here at Arise in Wellington, Let's, let's lean in together. God, we thank You that You are indeed good. You are faithful. Your Word is true. It does not return void. So I thank You that as You've been speaking into my heart, into Amy and my spirit, Lord, that that would be something that we declare and we receive as a church, family this year, I pray for everyone here at Horizon Wellington today, for anyone tuning in online, for anyone in any location of Arise, that our hearts and minds be open to your Word and your Spirit. Speak to us today. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Jeremiah chapter 31 and in verse 25 says this, God speaking through the prophet Jeremiah, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. That's good. We could close our Bibles, say amen, and go home knowing that God is faithful. And if He said He's gonna refresh the weary and satisfy the faint, that could be good. But I've got a few more notes to share today. So hopefully you can stick around for 20 more minutes. would be amazing. In the New Testament, in the book of Acts, in chapter three, Peter is sharing... And it says this, chapter 3, verses 19 and 20. Now repent of your sin, turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped away. Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord, and He will again send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah. I believe that God is bringing refreshing to the spirit of arise. How's it going to impact your family? It's gonna impact your ministry in whatever sphere of influence God has placed you. It's certainly gonna impact our time together as a community of faith when we gather for worship, when we gather for life group, for the breaking of bread and prayer. It's certainly gonna impact our church as we begin to take steps of faith once again to advance the kingdom in our nation and in our time. But I believe, I know, I'm assured that God's promise to us is that He wants to refresh the weary and that times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. I literally flew from Coromandel, well, okay. I drove from Coromandel to Auckland this morning at 4am and I got on a plane to be here in Wellington today because my leave has finished now. So I said to the beach last night, I shed a single tear (laughs) and I came here, but we're going to the beach after church here in Wellington anyway. So we're gonna continue to enjoy the summertime. And I have to say, my body feels refreshed. There were no cyclones ravaging Aotearoa this year, praise God. There was full night's sleep because my youngest child is seven and uh, we've stepped out of that season. Bless you, Johnny. <laughs> and all the other parents of under fives. I've enjoyed copious amounts of coffee. I've enjoyed a lot of time in the surf. Got turned upside down by the ocean and Reminded that I turned 40 this year, not 22. (laughs) But I feel refreshed in my body. And that's awesome to begin the year like that. And I recognise there are people here and you've worked through time and a half on the stats. Praise God for that. And there are others that haven't had the opportunity to gather with friends in Farno, and I recognise that as well. And And maybe then there's others and your break is just on the horizon in terms of pausing from your day-to-day work or going to somewhere that fills your tank, so to speak. But I want to encourage every person here today, regardless of whether you've set foot on a New Zealand beach this summer or not, regardless of whether you're getting to sleep in or the alarm's been going off because you've got to get to work and keep our economy running or not. Regardless of your natural circumstance, the promise of God's Word is that He has refreshing for the weary, refreshment for the weary. And if we're reliant on God, then it doesn't actually matter where I woke up this morning and how long my lion is tomorrow or how good the coffee is that's provided at my work. What matters is will I spend time in the presence of the Lord? Peter said that times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. And this is why I have full confidence in this Word from God for our church for this year. Because it's not actually up to whether or not the weather's good. It's not actually up to how our economy's going or this new formed government makes decisions. Whether we are refreshed in our spirit is determined solely by our decision to locate ourselves in the presence of God. The Lord. And arise, church, we are a presence people. We hunger after the presence. We yearn for the presence. We pursue the presence. And so I know, because God is faithful, because His word rings true, that if we spend time in the presence of the Lord, then this year He will bring refreshing. It was actually in the last two months of 2023 that I really felt this word begin to brew and, and stir strongly and speak about spoke about it with my wife, Amy, about a word for our church in the year ahead. And if you're new to Arise, Amy and I have been the lead pastors for about five months. So I just want to acknowledge that this is new territory for Ben Kendrew to say, God, what do you have in store for Arise Church in 2024? And I'm so thankful that God is faithful and that he would speak and that his word would jump out. And I was spending time in Jeremiah and I was reading actually all of chapter 31 over and over. And I want to encourage, if you call a rise home, why don't you spend some time in Jeremiah chapter 31 this month? And, and depending on the translation that you enjoy and that you read, some of them, the English writers have put some subtitles in to help us break down the passages of scripture. And in the New Living Translation, it includes words like hope and restoration and new life and turning sadness into joy. That's the nature and character of our God. And that's His promise for us and for you and your family this year. This is what I believe God has in store for Horizon 2024, a new hope. Yeah. Not Star Wars, but something that actually burns within us to say, not only has God done great things in our 20-year history and in the church of our Aotearoa for hundreds of years now, and look at what He's done around the globe and continues to do, but here in the capital city of Wellington, New Zealand, and wherever He has situated you today online and in all of our locations that we could hope Dear to hope, dream and hope that God has something greater ahead than what we've seen before. I believe that He has restoration. That means taking things that were broken, hurting, in need of repair and restore and making them new again. I believe that God has joy for us. Joy that overflows and impacts your workmates. Why they wonder why on Monday, You're the happiest person in the whole office. And they're still wiping sleep from their eye and cursing their alarm clock because you spent time in the presence of the Lord, because you spent time with your church community on the Sunday or maybe in the Word that Monday morning and you walk in with new joy. I believe that God has for us this year refreshment, refreshment. His promises to refresh the weary, to breathe new life, to reinvigorate his church. And let's be honest, after the last four or five years, with a global pandemic, with so much societal change, conflict, turmoil, with churches around the globe, at least in, in the Western world, decreasing in number of attendance and and, and involvement, and then our own specific Arise journey of the last two years, look, we could begin this year struggling to believe that God can and would refresh. And that's where we have to make a decision in faith today. That's how we have to start this year, actually choosing. I won't only look at what has happened, is happening, circumstances. I've made light of our weather. I've made light of whether you get time on the beach or not. But far more important than than our summer holiday plans is actually what's happening in our heart. And whether we would choose and make a decision today to say, I believe God at His Word. I believe that He is faithful. I've been young, I've been old, the psalmist says, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. And we have to make a decision. Will I live according to the Word or will I go, wow. It's been hard yakka for the last four years. Wow, well, we're just in a rebuild phase at Arise Church. Wow, well, I don't know how the economy's gonna impact my, my, my work, my, my industry that I'm involved in. Well, I'll just wait and see. Or will we say that the Bible teaches that faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of that which we have not yet seen. So we have to make a choice today as a church whanau. We gotta choose to believe, have faith that God is going to refresh. Remember the passage in Jeremiah, a prophetic declaration. It's written to the people of Judah and they were in exile. Circumstances are not good. And to be honest, we've talked about this a little bit before last year, both Jeremiah and Isaiah. It's pretty hard reading for the people of God. Because a lot of it is a challenge. That's polite. A lot of it is a rebuke. A lot of it is strong correction from the prophet, given the oracles of God, to say, people, you need to change your ways. And in the midst of a challenging correction and rebuke, we find these words where Jeremiah, hearing from God, says, but God is still good. And yes, every time there is correction in our life, and I don't know about you, but this is a daily situation for me. It can hurt, correction, discipline, rebuke, challenge. It can be confronting, but we get to make a decision. I'm either gonna sit and wallow, gonna get angry at God, going to think, well, woe is me, or we get to make a decision to say, if my God loves me, then correction is for my better. Any parents in the room know that when we have to sit our kids down, when we have to look them in the eye, when we have to give some correction and rebuke, it's not so we can scold them and, and from our high and lofty place, look down upon them with furrowed brow. It's because in our heart of hearts, we love them so much that we wanna teach them, train them, help them understand that if you go this way, it will be better for you. And that's, that's so much of the, the prophetic utterances in the Old Testament. One summary of the book of Jeremiah that I read over the summer said that the message of judgment for wrongdoing is clear, but it is followed by the restorative power of forgiveness and new life. God doesn't leave us wallowing in our correction. God wants to restore God wants to bring new hope. God has refreshing. And that's why I believe this is so apt and timely for us as a church family. Wherever there is shaking, challenge, crisis in our life, God can and will use it to turn us back toward Him. And He's so faithful. He's so loving that when hearts turn towards Him, this is how we see the passage from Jeremiah connect with what Peter so full of the Holy Spirit, began to teach these people who were wondering what on earth was going on with this outpouring of the power and presence of God. That his, The words there said, if you repent and turn to God, it's the same call that Jeremiah gave. When we repent, when we recognise, okay, I've been trying to do things my way. This is individually. This is collectively as the people of God. Then he brings refreshing." It's time to look forward, church. It's time to get our eyes up. Time to take a big, deep breath in and declare again, believe again, be assured again that the promise of God is when His people turn to Him, He will refresh. Maybe you've been weary. Maybe that's a lot longer than just the summer months and sleepless nights. Maybe that's weeks, months, or even years in your soul, in your spirit. You've felt weary, tired, and overwhelmed. I believe God has refreshing for your soul today. Maybe you've felt faint. As the NIV said, He will satisfy the faint. Maybe you've just felt like, I've got no strength left. Oh, another year. He wants, I want you to know that God's promise is that He can refresh He can satisfy. Maybe you're coming into this year a little anxious, confused or frustrated, concerned about the what-ifs. I believe that God will bring refreshing to your mind. Refreshing to your mind. Romans, the writer of Romans says, don't conform to the patterns of this world. And unfortunately, at least here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, one of the patterns of our world is anxiousness, is stress, is being overwhelmed, confused. So let's not conform to that, but instead be transformed by the renewing, the refreshing of our mind. I believe he's got refreshing for minds. God is bringing refreshing this year to our church, to our homes, to our world. In prayer, in pressing in, God, what does this look like? What's the testimony of this going to be? And this is what I'm excited about as I began to share this with some of our campus pastors around the country in November and December as we shared it at the end of the year with the staff as I've been praying, what does it look like? What are we gonna testify to the refreshing of God? I'm believing that people will be sitting around dinner tables later this year with members of your family that you haven't sat around a dinner table with for months or years. And when you have, oh man, it's been hard work. It's been tense. It's been tight. There's been conflict. But I believe a testimony of 2024, as God brings refreshing into the home, is that you'll sit and your heart will be full of gratitude and praise to God as you go, look at what the Lord has done here at our dinner table. I believe that there's going to be refreshing for people who have toiled, labored, worked hard, been diligent stewards with your finances, with your business, sown into the house of God, lived according to God's principles when it comes to finance, and you've been plowing away that in 2024, It'll be a reaping year, it'll be a refreshing year that the seeds you've sown maybe for years would finally begin to burst forth and you would begin to pour out out of an overflow to help those around you. I believe that's what refreshing looks like. We had a moment here in this service as Ed ministered as we worship and declared healing into physical bodies, but I believe that that's going to come. People who have been standing, holding on to hope, Declaring God, when will it break through? When will it break through in your physical body that He can bring refreshing? God has great things in store. You know, in Jeremiah, that word that the English writers have translated as refresh or refresh the weary, the Hebrew is mala, M-A-L-A, mala. And some other translations to help us comprehend it would be to replenish or to fill. Do you know it was the same word that we read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, when God said to Adam, go and fill the earth. Be fruitful and multiply and fill. That's what I believe God has in store for you, for your family, for your ministry, and for our church. To fill, to replenish. One translation said that it is used sometimes as a as a description of abundance. That is to have more than I need so that it can pour out to others. And obviously for many of us, our mind immediately goes to finance, but I actually think that you're gonna have more encouragement than you need so you can fill your workplace, that you can come into your family environment and have more faith to prophesy and declare the goodness of God into your family environment when no one has ever spoken out the goodness of God but you're going to have an abundance. God is saying to us, this year, I am going to replenish. I'm going to refresh. I am going to fill. I'm going to fill this church with people, souls being saved again and again, family members, friends, workmates, sports teammates, saying yes to the to following Jesus and beginning the journey of being a disciple of Him, to fill His church with joy and life and love, to fill His church with provision so that we can outwork the mission to which He has called us, to fill His church with energy, to serve our community and expand the Kingdom of God. When God says He's going to refresh, He's saying, I'm going to fill and fill to abundance. Is anyone believing that with me today? Up and down New Zealand here in Wellington. He will refresh his people. Other words that English translations have used are revitalize, reinvigorate, recharge. I like the sound of that. 2024, arise church. We're getting recharged. We're getting reinvigorated. We're getting revitalized to work or outwork the ministry and the mission that God has called us to. He's shown himself faithful. And as Peter declared in Acts 3, when people repent, when hearts turn back toward Him, His heart is to bring refreshing. I believe as a church, we have spent a lot of time turning our heart toward God. Where need be to to come humbly. As we know the Bible says, when my people will humble themselves and pray, turn from wicked ways. I believe as a church, we've had to make decisions to say, we humble ourselves. God, we want to follow your way. And the promise of his word is that he doesn't just turn a blind eye. He says, I want to refresh my people, restore my people, revitalize my church. He's so faithful. It's a word that had been resonating with Amy and I in those last few months of the year. And uh, as we began to wrap up the year, we had a special honor with our staff, we have a fortnightly staff meeting where we connect around the country, all the staff in different locations of Arise. We had the tremendous honour to have Pastor Sam Monk come and minister to our staff, something he offered to do. If you don't know Pastor Sam, uh, he is the leader, the national leader of the Equippers Church and the Acts movement of new churches around New Zealand and around the globe. And he's been a great source as with many. So thankful, so thankful to so many ministers, leaders, pastors around the country, leaning in with prayer, support, encouragement for myself, for Amy, for the staff and for our church. Pastor Sam being just one. And he shared this powerful and encouraging word that that really for Amy and I, I was here in Wellington with Pastor Sam. Amy was with our team in Christchurch and she texted me as Sam was sharing and said, refresh God is refreshing the church. It just came alive. And what Pastor Sam shared from was the story in 2 Kings chapter 3, where the prophet, the man of God, tells the people to dig ditches to get ready for God to fill them with water. They had to prepare for God's refreshing. Pastor Sam shared this word. He had this throwaway line, water is on its way. It's been my screensaver. I've written it at the top of notes. Water is on its way for Arise Church. Water of the Holy Spirit is on its way for our church. Water is on its way for your family, for your home, for the ministry to which He has called you. Water is on its way. And if you remember in the second half of last year, we began to declare from the book of Isaiah, another major prophet, that God is indeed doing a new thing and that He calls us to perceive it, to see it before it, it, it comes to pass. But remember that the, verse, the verses in that passage also talk about how God will bring rivers to a dry wasteland. Water to the wilderness, one translation said. Water is on its way. Water is on its way. For where you are weary, water is on its way. For you, where you're feeling faint, water is on its way. For you, where, where you've been hurt, <laughs> water is on its way. Now, one of the natural qualities of water is to help in the healing process of our physical body. I believe what water does to our physical body, that's some of what God is going to do for our church body. You may know the story, the, the, the tragic events from five years ago when uh, Fakari White Island, the volcano erupted with tourists in a, in a tour group on site. What you may not know is that one of our pastoral team, now our Kapiti campus pastor, Jeff Hopkins, he and his daughter had been on the island that day. They were on the boat that had just left before the eruption, the boat that returned to collect survivors and to get them back to shore so that they could get to hospital. It's actually a Netflix documentary and Jeff features on that and you can watch that in your own time. But I remember Jeff talking about it, and they share this in the documentary as well, that they felt so helpless bringing these people that had actually been in a volcanic eruption and were burned and scarred onto their boat, onto the the deck of the boat, and just to do all that they can to care for them while the boat sped back to shore. And they talk about all they really had in terms of ways to help was just water as much fresh water as they could get, people's drink bottles, all the water that they had on on board of that boat, as much fresh water. And they would give it to the people to drink and they would pour it on the burns and it would cleanse and it would comfort and it would help in the early stages of the healing process. I want you to know that whatever you've walked through, whatever scars, whatever burn, whatever heartache and turmoil, maybe that no one else knows but God that I believe that water is on its way. In the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, even right here, right now, maybe you're tuning in online, maybe you're here in this room. In the name of Jesus, that water would come, water of the Holy Spirit. And like, we can only imagine that physical sensation of soothing a burn, that that would happen for your heart right now that would happen for any mental scars right now. I believe that God is bringing healing in the name of Jesus. Water refreshes, water rejuvenates after any kind of physical exercise and you have a tall glass of cold water. I believe that's what God wants to do in the spirit of our church. Water that quenches the thirst of those who are parched and tired. Water that fills the tanks of those ready to run. There are people up and down our church all around Aotearoa and you've just almost been waiting for permission to go and outwork the call to run the race that God's called you to. Wondering, are we still allowed to run with vision, run with purpose, make a difference in our generation? And I want you to know, yes, you are. If God calls you to it, He's bringing water to refresh and restore and fuel you. Water that will replenish so that new life Flourishes. (laughs) flourishes <laughs> wasn't the worship team come and join me today. I'm praying been praying into what this word means. Been asking God why? Why refresh? Why do you want to refresh us? Is it just is it actually just so we feel relief for a moment? And I felt conviction from the Holy Spirit. No, not relief, release. Not just relief, but release. Right. That he would refresh us For purpose, He would refresh us for mission. He would refresh us so we can outwork the Great Commission. He would refresh us for kingdom impact. God is bringing refreshing to our church so that we can see souls saved, we can see saved people discipled, we can see disciples equipped in the things of God. And we can see the equip sent to make a difference for the kingdom. So we spent the early stages of this year as a church family. We're going to focus in on vision and mission. Why are we here? And as we do that, as we turn toward God again, He's bringing refreshing. I want to encourage you in your own life. I know He's gonna do it in our church, but I believe He wants to do it in your life, in your family, in your call, in your ministry. If you would turn your heart towards Him. What's our part to play in all of this? To have faith. (laughs) Isaiah put it this way, do you not perceive it? Do you see it? We actually have to start seeing it in our spirit before it comes to pass. That's why I asked the question right up front, Would you believe with me that God is going to bring refreshing? See, if we approach this year, like I said at the start, with that kind of carnal, circumstantial, "Ah, well, we'll see, then unfortunately, usually, becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. But if we would dare to approach this year with faith, to say, well, God, if You're saying that, You wanna refresh our church, refresh my life, refresh my family, bring times of refreshing that would impact and rejuvenate and revitalise, then while it hasn't really looked like it for a few years now, I believe that if that's Your Word, God, I'm gonna choose to agree in faith, in faith. We are a people of faith. I wanna ask you today, would you believe with me? Would you believe with me that water is on its way? Would you believe with me that God can, wants to, and will bring refreshing to our church and to your life? I have great faith. (laughs) Even Job, in the midst of his pain and turmoil, said these words, a tree has more hope. If it's cut down, it will spring to life again, grow new branches. Though its roots have grown old in the earth and its stump decays at the scent of water, it will bud again. Water is on its way. I smell it at the scent of water. I believe God is going to do something great this year in your life and in our church, but we have to choose to perceive it, to believe it, to declare it. Water is on its way. And then as I referenced before, really the best thing we can do is to dig a ditch, to create a space, to create an environment for God to pour out His water. So at the beginning of this year, I just wanna encourage you, is there something in your life that actually needs to hit pause? Maybe actually needs to be fully removed because we fill our lives up with so many things, don't we? We fill up our lives with so many things and in and of themselves, they may not be evil, they may not be sinful, But there's no ditch for God to pour his water into. And I wonder if there's something in your world, in your life, that you need to make a decision. I'm going to remove that so that God can speak, God can move, God can pour. We repent, we turn to him. He brings times of refreshing. But where will the water flow? Where will the water flow? I'm loving at the moment, begun the year, doing a Bible in a year reading plan again. And about 40 or so people from around Arise, around the country have joined me on the YouVersion Bible app, and it's awesome. Talk to someone about it here before the service today. Their first time doing the Bible in a year. They are creating space for God to pour His water into their life. Maybe you just need to do a Bible plan. It's as simple as that. But where can God pour His water? Thank you for joining us for the Arise Church podcast. We hope this message has blessed you. For more content or resources, visit arisechurch.com. Matiwa, see you soon.